the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. This is your sister, your friend, evangelist, Tamika Harris. I would like to thank the Lord for this day that he has made. Guess what? I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. I just want to thank all those who listen to my broadcast by any way, you know, uh, media, social media platform that you are listening to my voice. I thank you for listening to my podcast. I ask you to uh, turn on your notifications, uh, share this video with a friend, a loved one. I would like you to also comment if you would love to um, sow seed into this ministry, you always can by dollar sign Mika Dessert Candles. That's dollar sign M-E-A-K Dessert Candles. Or you can look me up on PayPal, Shamika Harris. But I'm so grateful on this day that God has gave us. And if this is your first time being on the broadcast, I have been teaching about obeying God and living the life that God called us to, going back to the original intent of God's heart. And the first step of being obedient, I had already um uh, describe the different things, but just to recap for those who coming on this page for the very first time, you have to obey God. You have to repent. You have to give your life unto God. You have to surrender. Hallelujah. You have to be godly sorrowful for the things that you have done because us as saints of God, there's a way that we have to carry ourselves in this world. There's a way that we have to talk. In certain places, we ought not be as being a saint of God, or some people would say uh, following Christ. Some people would say being a Christian, uh, being a believer. However you say it, there's a way that we have to uh, product ourselves. So today, I wanted to talk about the different characteristics of a saint of God we should have now that you have been baptized in Jesus name and 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 you went down in that water and you came up of new okay and you surrendered your life unto God you have to walk this lifestyle this is a journey so you're going to have moments where you make mistakes but the God that we serve is a just God it's a lot of stuff going on in the world and and so I'm getting a little ahead of myself I I first always love to pray. So we want to continue on praying for those who are in the nation, nationwide. We want to pray for the president and those who are battling COVID-19. We want to pray for the sick and afflicted. We want to pray for our loved ones, even those who are incarcerated, who's, who's innocent, but is incarcerated. Let's pray that the Lord deal with their hearts and their minds, even those who did the crime. Let's pray that the Lord have mercy and deal with them as they incarcerated. Let us continue on praying for our frontline workers, our nurses and our caretakers and uh, doctors. Let's pray for the police department. Let's continue on praying for the mothers who lost their children on the streets of Milwaukee, Minneapolis, the young man, uh, Deontay. Let's pray for the mothers. It's so much injustice going on in the world. But guess what? I come with good news. God is a just God and he will reward. So let us go into a moment of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We give you honor. We give you glory. 
Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you for being so good, God. We thank you for your mercy, God. We thank you, Lord, that you loved us so much that you gave your only begotten son to die on the cross when we was yet in our situation. God, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you that we have a mind to yet seek you and trust you and stand on your word, God. We thank you that we have power. Hallelujah. We have power to live this life, God. We have power to speak those things are not as they are. Lord, we thank you that we are more than conquerors even on today. God, we thank you that you said in your word that you would never leave us, nigh forsake us. God, we thank you that we are the apple of your eye. God, you said in your word that we are blessed coming in and blessed going out, blessed in the field, blessed in the city. Lord, you said no weapon. Hallelujah form against us, it shall not prosper. Lord, we thank you. If that weapon is formed, it cannot do no deadly harm to us. God, we thank you. It will not prosper. Hallelujah. Lord, we're praying and we're interceding for the world as a whole, for the nation as a whole. Lord, it's so much a senseless violence on the streets, Lord. It's so much a sickness and diseases. But God, we thank you that we can find joy and peace in you. We thank you that you are our provider. We thank you, God, that you are our healer. Hallelujah, that we can come in and the righteous run in and we are safe. God, we're praying in the name of Jesus that you heal bodies, that you heal minds, Lord, that you would touch those who do not have, Lord, those who are homeless. Lord, Father, we pray that you allow shelter to come their way, God, by any means necessary, by any resources, Lord. Father, we're praying even now for those who are incarcerated that you would deal with their minds even on today, Lord. Father, we're praying for our mothers, our fathers who lost their children, Lord. Father, so much injustice going on in the world. Lord, we pray that you comfort their hearts in the midst of this storm, God. We're praying for our care workers and our doctors and nurses. Lord, that you protect them. We plead the blood even now, Lord, over the police department, over our children, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we cannot make it without you, God. We're standing on your word and we're trusting you to do the impossible. God, as I go into your word, I want to decrease as you increase, God. You get the glory. You get the honor. We come against any demonic force that would try to stop this word, and we speak it, and we decree and declare it in your matchless, mighty name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I tell you, it's something about prayer. Hallelujah. It changes things. So as I was saying, listen, we have to live this life, and we're going to start in the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. And and this is Paul, for those who don't know, this is Paul. He wrote uh, two-thirds of the New Testament. And and Paul is saying, listen, I am crucified in Christ. Meaning as he went down in that dirty grave, he got baptized. He was immersed with water. He said, but I came up of new. I'm walking now in faith, not I, but Christ lives in me now. Hallelujah. Now Christ lives in me. So he's letting us know we have a divine nature. Once you give your life unto God, you're not the same person. Hallelujah. You might look the same, but you're supposed to be changed in the inside. We're going to go over to Romans chapter 12. 
And we're going to start at verse one. And once again, this is Paul talking. And he said, verse one said, I beseech you, brethren, that word beseech you means I beg of you. Uh huh. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present. Now, listen to this, present. We know the word present is you're showing something, you're displaying something, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service, that you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So this is a daily thing. Every day you wake up, you have to allow God to renew your mind because the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, the Bible said in John 10 and 10. So he's going to come with thoughts. He's going to come with uh, uh, different things to try to get you off the track because, see, the enemy is already upset that you have made up your mind to be saved, that you have made up your mind to not to be conformed to this world. And when I say be conformed to this world, meaning as the things of the world, the things that people do who's not Hallelujah. That means you don't talk the same way you used to do. Uh You know how you used to, uh, certain people used to just use profanity just all the time. We don't curse with our mouths, but we bless God with our mouths. We we, we don't uh, uh, tell lies. See, a lot of times people just look on the outer sin with drinking and smoking. And we know all of that is bad because the Bible said the temple, your temple is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And so you want to make sure you don't put nothing in your body that's not pleasing unto God. And so, but a lot of times we just look at the physical realm far as the drinking and smoking and all of that is bad. However, it's some things within us that God want to clean up. He got to clean the inside. Hallelujah. So us having a malice heart, us us being evil, us reviling evil for evil and uh, uh, backbiting and gossiping and lying and cheating, all of these things are abomination unto God. So when you become new, you you're born again. Uh huh. You're born again spiritually. So, so your natural being, you cannot keep the will of God. But once you give your life unto God and you receive the precious gift of the Holy Ghost, that's the Spirit of God. Then you got the tools. Everything that you need to be saved is in His Word. Hallelujah. So once you get Get yourself together in God, because in our flesh, we can do no good thing. Paul said, in my flesh dwell no good thing. So it's impossible to live an overcoming life without the Spirit of God. He will give you power to live this life. And so Paul is saying in Galatians that I have been crucified in in, in Christ. No longer I, but Christ live in me. So the old man is dead. The old man is passed away. But with us being in this fleshly body, that means it's going to be a tug of war. It's going to be a struggle from the spirit man and the flesh man, because the flesh man want to live after the things of you know, uh, of the world. So, so the fleshly man want to do things that's not pleasing unto God, but the spirit man is willing. The spirit man is always ready to do the things of God. And so we have to remember that we're no longer our own. We have been bought with a price. And I know you saying bought with what price? Jesus' precious blood. He bought us with his 
own blood. Now, if you surrendered your life and you gave your life unto Christ, you're no longer your own. Hallelujah. But you belong to Christ. So he put his supernatural on you. Hallelujah, because he would never ask us to do anything that he know we cannot do. But everything that pertains to life and godliness, it's in his word. So when people say you can't live holy, that's a lie from the enemy. Because our God would never ask us to do anything that he know we can't do. And what we can't do is we cannot live life without him. We can exist and we can go through life thinking we're living, but you're really not living until you're in Christ. Hallelujah. So we're going to go over to uh, Second Second Peter uh, chapter 1. No, excuse me. We're going to go over to First Peter chapter 2. And we're going to start at the third verse. And it said, as pure babes craving the sincere word of the Lord. That means the only way you're going to grow by getting in God's word. You're going to have to grow by getting in his word and studying it. You're going to have to make it a habit of getting in his word and seeing what God say about his word. And that's why this broadcast is called In the Word, because we need to get in the word and see what God say about it. We need to get in the word to find out what we need to do as a saved believer. We have to find out we are divinely in his word and we have to stay in his word so that means we we have once you gave your life to god guess what you have his divine nature that means you don't you don't go with the old nature that's the old man uh uh you you don't do the things as the old man do but now that you got this divine nature through christ jesus you crave the sincere milk of God's word. And so your spirit man is saying yes, yes to his will and yes to his way. But it's a tug of war because Paul said, when I want to do good, evil is always present. So God made us moral agents. That means we have a choice to live for Christ or not to live for him. But remember, the Bible also, also says, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of life is everlasting. And so whatever decision you decide to make, you're going to have to live by the consequences. And so if you living your life unto God, the consequences is going to be life everlasting. Hallelujah. And the good thing I love about the Lord, he don't expect for us to live this life without him because it's a journey. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to do things you are not do. But the more you stay in this word, the more you crave the desire of God's holy word, the more that you say, Lord, I don't want to do it my way. And you submit to God's will, the easier it will get. Would you still be tested? Absolutely. Would you still go through things? Absolutely. But God will give you, God will give you strength. He will give you strength through the storms. He will give you strength to overcome. He will not leave you alone. 
The Bible said he will never leave us, nor forsake us. So we're going to go over to uh, uh, Galatians chapter 5. And this is the spirit of the fruit. These are the characteristics we should have as saints of God. The Bible said gentleness, love, kindness, long-suffering, faithfulness. These are some of the characteristics of a saint of God that we should have. We should be loving. We should be kind to brethren, long-suffering. We should be faithful, faithful in whatever we find our hands to do when it comes to the Lord. That means, guess what Jesus did? He was a servant. We got to learn how to serve. We have to learn how to be humbled. Hallelujah. Jesus was served. He was a servant. He said, I came to serve. He's the man of God. He's he's Jesus, God's son. But he said, I come to serve. That should be some of the characteristics of a saint of God. We should, when someone see us outside, something in something in them should see something in us. And that's the God in us. You know, you might have heard someone say, you know, I don't know what it is about this young man or this young woman, but it's something different about them. That's the God in you. They might not be able to tell that you're saved, but they will be able to tell it's something different about you. And that's going to be God in your life. Because when God lay his hands on you, trust and believe you will never be the same. You will never be the same because once God do what he do within you and save you, hallelujah, you are not the same. And so when, when if, if a person is dealing with identity crisis, it's a lot of that going on in the church. And when I say identity crisis, it can be identity crisis is I want to be in the church, but then I want to be in the world too. That's from the enemy. He wants the world to look appealing to you because you used to be in the world. And so the old man trying to pull you back out. And so you find yourself straddling the fence. And when I say straddling the fence, you're in church, but you're not in church. You're, 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 you're doing the things of God, but then you're doing things not of God. And that's contrary. Hallelujah. And so we have this identity crisis. You got people who's supposed to be in God looking like the world. And when I say looking like the world, doing the things of the world, dressing like the world, that's an identity crisis. Another identity crisis is we don't know who we are in God. Uh huh. A lot of times we don't know who we are in God because we don't get in God's word to hear what God say about us. We don't get in his word and say, God, what did you say about me? God, what do you, how you feel about me? We're so quick to hear what everybody else say, what social media say, and what our friends say. Well, my friend thinks this about me, and my mom thinks this about me. But we need to stop and say, but my father said, I am this. My father said, I am fiercely and wonderfully made. And so a lot of times we get caught up in identity crisis because we don't know who we are. But if you get in the word of God, you can find out. And then we have another identity crisis where it's people who want to be a man, but it's a woman, a woman who's want to be a man. God is not confused. If he made you a man, you a man. If you a woman, you a woman. But listen, 
if you say you was born like that and that's who you are, you can be reborn again. That's what I try to tell people. I love, I love my brothers and sisters, but you need to be reborn again by the spirit man because that's not a God identity crisis. God know who you are because he made you. And God is the creator of the earth and man. And so he makes no mistake. He loves you, but he don't love the act that you're doing. He cares for you and he only wants the best. And so we get caught up in this identity crisis. And that's why we have to get back to the fundamental of the basis of God's word. We cannot allow society to dictate what God's word say, because everybody has an opinion. But guess what? Nobody's opinion matters like God does. Hallelujah, because he made us. And so we have to remember, we are saved now. We we have to walk so. We have to love like God loved. We got to serve like he served. We have to be faithful and diligently. We cannot speak everything. We're going to go over to Matthew chapter 12, verse 33. And the Bible says, we are known by the tree. So the fruit that you bear, you're known by your tree. A bad tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a a good tree cannot bear bad fruit. So either the tree is going to be good or the tree is going to be bad. And so that's letting you know people know you by your proof. We are written epistles unto man. And so your fruit is going to display who you're living for. And it's no uh, middle middle ground. Either you will love one and hate the other. And so we have to constantly get in God's word and hear what God say, what he wants us to do. We have to have this divine nature that he put in us, like we just read in Peter. He said, I give you everything pertaining to life and godliness. The Bible said in Peter, we was just in Peter, First uh, Peter chapter 1, verse 3. And, and it says, he has gave us this divine nature. It said, think of those things that are just and pure and holy. These are the things. He said, if you add to your faith virtual, if you add to your faith patience, if you add to your faith, your faith, love, brotherly kindness, if you have this, you will never fall. So it's some things that we got to put in the spiritual man to stay afloat. And the good thing is, we don't got to do it alone. Hallelujah. God is on hand to help us with it. So these are some of the characteristics of being saved. Hallelujah. And so we talk different. Uh huh. We don't go everywhere we used to go because we no longer represent us. We represent God. And so we have to walk in this world such so. The Bible said we are a, a, a house set on a hill. We're, we're a light and men will see us. Can people see the light in you? Can people see the light? that you display, that you say you are a saint of God or you're a believer when you go to work, when you go to school, when you're out in public? Are you displaying Christ 
or are you displaying you? Because somebody needs to see the God in you at work. But if you're acting like everyone else acting, how are they going to see God? We can never go amongst people and they not experience God. And sometimes you don't even have to say nothing. Like I said earlier, a person can notice you by your lifestyle. Hallelujah. By your lifestyle, the way you carry yourself, your demeanor, your character, your character speaks volumes. And so we have to live this life like Christ did. And guess what? Christ wasn't liked by everybody. People thought Christ was strange. They thought Jesus was strange. They didn't understand a lot of his things. They didn't understand what he was doing. And so a lot of people thought he was crazy. Guess what? Now that you say people ain't going to understand you. They're not going to understand why you don't do the things you used to do. People not going to understand why you don't go to the same places you used to go. People not going to understand why you don't spend your money the way you used to spend it because you are in the light. And those who are walking in darkness, they can't understand or comprehend light. It's contrary. Neither can it please God. And so the things that you're doing now that you are saved, People are not going to understand you because we're different. The Bible said we are a peculiar people. We're in a royalty priesthood. You know, uh, uh, the, the story with Megan and, and, and the prince is certain things in the royalty family that they just don't do. Why? Because they're in the family of royalty. How much more spiritually? How much more spiritually? It's just certain things we shouldn't say. Why? Because we are of God. And so we have to do the things that please God. Do that feel good to the flesh? No. Hallelujah. But the spirit man is saying, yes, hallelujah. And so you have to continue on fasting, pushing that plate back. What that does is it breaks down the flesh man and it builds up the spirit man. So whatever you feed the most, that's what you're going to be dictated by. You cannot no longer allow your mortal body to be led by the things of the world. But whatever you feed your body spiritually and naturally, that's what you're going to feed. So if you feed that spirit man more, that's who's going to be stronger. But if you do a lot of carnality and things outside of God's will and you're wondering why I can't get this thing right, I'm trying to be saved, I want to be saved, but I keep finding myself doing this, you got to make sure you're not doing things that's not pleasing unto God. So that means if you used to watch pornography, you can't watch that no more. If you used to uh, 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 be a stripper, you can't strip no more. Hallelujah. But you can dance like David did. Hallelujah. You can dance before the Lord and present your body holy unto God. Hallelujah. You have to decide no longer I, like Paul did. You got to say no longer I, but Christ lives. Hallelujah. And he will give you strength. The Bible said in our weakest hour, thou you are strong. That means in your weakest hour, when you feel like you can't make it, God said, I got you. He will give you strength. He will always leave an escape for you. I will never forget when I first 
became saved and I first gave my life to the Lord, I remember I was over a cousin house and they was drinking and everything. And guess what? The flesh man said, well, see how big the bottle is. So guess what? I held the bottle. Then said, oh, what kind is this? You smelling it. Guess what's next? I would have drunk it. I put that bottle down and I ran out the house. I said, I got to go. And if you didn't know, you would have thought the house was on fire. Why? Because I seen myself going too far over because I thought I was strong enough, but I was not strong enough. And that's what I'm saying. You can't play with sin. You can't say, well, you know, I'm going to just watch a little bit of this and then I ain't going to watch it no more. No, flesh want what flesh won't. So you can't play with sin. You can't keep doing the things that you used to could do that you used to do because you're going to find yourself going back to that. And so you got to say, Lord, no. And I found myself, this was years ago. And I said, oh no, I can't go back. I can't go back. Not that God was holding me hostage because he's, he's a gentleman. He's not going to make you serve him. He's not going to force you. Remember what I said, you are more aged. So that's your decision. But when I said I can't go back, I don't want to go back because where God brought me from, I know what's in the past, but I'm living for my future. I'm living for my destiny. I have a purpose. And guess what? Our purpose is for this next generation. The, the, the baby boom, the ex, we got to show them that you can live holy and separated from sin. You can live an overcoming life. You can live the way God said you can live. So listen, if you was encouraged by this message, please continue on listening. I will pray for you. And remember, you can live this life in Jesus' name.